Welcome back again to another edition of the Pop Off Podcast. Yeah. Once again, we're back this week talking college football, doing a little betting, talking some over-unders, money-line spreads. We're going to get into it. This is Jack Turner hosting today. I'm joined by a man that needs no introduction. Uh, some people know him as the front man of the regime. Other people know him as Old Chisholm. You can find him on Action Bets Network as the sheriff. Uh, the artist formerly known as Lil Chubb. I'm talking AKA, AK Adam Kapsch. How are we doing? I mean, what an introduction. I'm doing pretty good, brother. You ready to I'm get doing, after today? Yeah. I mean, it's it's just a, an, another day, another week. But you know what? It it also is is a new slate of mm-hmm. games that we gotta we gotta look at. We gotta run through. Gotta give the people what they want. But I mean, shit. First turn. Quick recap. Uh, I know you were yeah. you were recording yeah. on a, a rooftop in Brooklyn last week. I, How was the the New York trip? I was rooftop in Brooklyn. That sounds kind of like a like a Hoodie Allen song, uh, but that's where I was. That was me. And a quick cleanup too from last week. Apologize if my audio wasn't coming in as clear. We're gonna hopefully tighten that up here going forward. But once again, was on a rooftop trying to make the best out of it. Um, New York, absolute blast. Wonderful city. Uh, took a couple pictures of, you know, piles of trash bags just to, you know, see the sights, but also got some beautiful pictures too of some uh, lovely buildings, some lovely art. We visited the Museum of Modern Art and, you know, some of it was beautiful. Some of it I sat there scratching my head, not sure exactly where the art was, but overall, great time. One thing I can say is that con- confirmation New York, not necessarily the biggest college football town. Uh, didn't see a whole lot of jerseys or pride out there on my Saturday, spending time on the Big, town. But uh, I know trip. you had you had your own uh, nice weekend getaway as well out to the Windy City. How was that? It was pretty good. Uh, before I get into that, just want to say to to my count, uh, if there's any pop off pod faithful at home that want to correct this, I think that's the second mention of Hoodie Allen uh, on on the pod. I think the first was the Mac Miller draft, but. Need some advanced analytics on that one. Rent money. Yeah, Adam, why don't you tell us, uh, this is a segment that we're going to be doing every week from here on out for the rest of the college football season, Capshie Boy and myself. Why don't you tell them what we're going to be coining this bad boy? I'm all in. Should I do that or Chicago first? Uh, Let let the people get what they want. Let them hear hear what we're calling this, and we'll get into your nice trip. Fuck yeah. I love that. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I was kind of – hinted at last week it wasn't necessarily a soft launch as the the kids are saying nowadays per se but um it wasn't the title but officially as the the intro music for this specific segment um of the pop-off pod is called uh this is rent money boom a pop-off pod production hosted by jack turner aka how many nicknames do you have now? Like seven, a.k.a.? I would uh, refer to them more as aliases, but, you know, my most well-known is probably Running Back Jones. Running Back Jones, Rack Burner, uh, Willie Falcone. To name a few. But, yeah, There's we're excited. Something. We're excited. You know, rent money can go both ways, right? Either I could be the landlord telling my bookie, fuck you, pay me, or it could go the other way around, you know, where I'm looking at him with those – uh. Good old doggy eyes saying, hmm, it's the first of the month. Can't wait till the 15, my guy. But that's what we're going to be calling it. Once again, responsible unit sizes only. But, yeah, tell us, Adam, how was Chicago? 
yeah, dude, Chicago was great. Uh, Friday, we got to hit Wrigley. I'm a big, I love baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, so Wrigley, historic site. You get the the access to DraftKings, FanDuel, all the the lovely sports books. So we threw threw a little bit a uh, little bit of bread on the Cubs money line and the under. Uh, for anybody that watched that game, you know it was a two to one final score. Uh, Cubs win, so we cashed on both of those easy five units up to start the weekend. Was that and it just kind of it was Friday afternoon. I literally flew in that morning. And 1.20 p.m., my ass was parked in the, the right field bleachers of Wrigley Field. Really? It was tough to beat. Stroman had a no-no going through like five and a third. Golly. You're probably one of the few people watching the Cubs this September. It's been a tough year. Uh, tough year for your Red Sox as well. But yeah, we love America's pastime over here. But, uh, yeah, a little more cleanup from last week. And then you talk about kind of some of our bets and how they, how they fared. I think overall we did pretty well. One other cleanup on my end, you know, had a few comments and corrections from some of the listeners, and we love feedback on this podcast, always trying to get better for you all. Uh, Les Miles, not the head coach at Kansas. Uh, something I said something I said last week, in fact, I don't think he's been the coach there for two years. Uh, you get caught up uh, in the momentum of this, this Jayhawks football team. In fact, they're 3-0 now after last week, which we can talk about how they got there a little bit too, but... Woo-wee. They've only won. They've never won more than three games in the last twelve years of Kansas Jayhawk football. So give Lance and his crew out there. Apologize, Lance. Uh, Got to give you some credit for turning it around. And one more win, and you'll hit the the best team total in more than a decade. So hand up on that one, guys. Led you astray. The Mad Hatter, rent free in my head ever for a long time now. So Adam, why don't you guys give them a quick update about kind of how we fared last week and what the results were of some of our bets and and your bets is you are you're the muscle on this pod yeah yeah we we had a pretty solid first ever pod i would say turner you uh you went two and oh on your picks technically four and oh if you add in the rest of the triple dipper which we'll get into in a second i on the other hand went six and four uh so we were positive all around there was definitely um nothing to complain about for the for the folks at home that just Overall, this is not going to be your these are all 100% locks podcast, but our goal, my goal personally over the course of an entire season is to be about 55% win. Um, 55, 56% of your wins, that means you're staying positive. You're taking risks, which gambling is. But then at the same time, uh, you're right majority of the time and it allows you to be profitable. So um, as long as you're not throwing out just absurd bets, trying to cover your losses, um, and then losing more, you're typically going to be fine if you're around that 55, 56% uh, win margin. So right. six and four, I'm going to take that every day of the week, twice on Sundays, mm-hmm. uh, except last Sunday. I can dive into that when we talk NFL later on. But yeah, overall, the pod going really yeah. strong and uh turner i guess you know back to kansas football we can't get enough of them how'd that triple dipper turn out bud yeah so let's just break down once again exactly what the triple dipper is sponsored by chilies the triple dipper is a dog or even money money line in over or under and the spread so you're gonna hit and tap all three in a variety of ways you know you're gonna get a little bit of your nachos you're gonna be dipping some finger food you're gonna be you know maybe getting some what's i don't know what's your favorite app at chili's some 
Southwest egg roll. There we the go. Southwest egg roll is the fried pickle. Honestly, oh. their guac, their chips and guac are pretty fire. Maybe uh, they should start paying us. Sage and I swear by chilies. Um, if we're ever in a tight spot, mm-hmm. don't know where to decide on for dinner. And then, Absolutely. and then you finish it off with the cookie skillet. Because why the hell not? <laughs> All right, Adam. Before we dive into our picks for this week and kind of some of the games you're looking at, any uh, other thoughts from last week's slate or any takeaways from the college football season so far? No, nah, man. Um, I think I, I should probably come out and apologize to the listeners um, for yeah. Nebraska. Uh, mm-hmm. Thankfully, thankfully, you were on Oklahoma. You immediately said to hell with that. But um, for that to be the first pick of uh, the pod, I just wanted to apologize. Hands up. You know, All I, about uh, accountability over here. I'll, I'll call my losses every day of the week. If not, I, I mean, your losses are more important than your wins because it's mm-hmm. just going to show whether or not you, know, you were there. But me character. personally, Turner, I don't know how you feel about this. I would much rather have my losses be like that, like Nebraska, oh, than yeah. down-to-the-wire heartbreakers, the mm-hmm. bad beats. Those are the ones that take the years off your life. Knowing that I didn't have to watch this game at all or have anything invested into it, it could have been worse. Yeah, it could have been. Adam, you know, I forgot who I was talking to here for a second because I kind of thought you were going with, um, you know, it's always better and I always like my wins or my losses to be your wins, which uh, I think I'm going to be implementing one of the same strategies in a game later. But let's get into it. Furry first game on the slate. Out of New Jersey, 7 p.m. game start time. We're talking the Iowa Hawks and the Scarlet Knights from the Rutgers. Uh, this is a, a doozy of a game, Adam. You have it on your big board. Let's, what, what are you seeing here? So, first and foremost, I want to call out that as of right now, as it stands, uh, this is the lowest point total, mm-hmm. I believe, since 2008, um, which Iowa was also involved in. Um, love it's to see right consistency now. out of the program. But right now it's at 33 and a half, 34 at most books. Um, I, it's probably where it should be. No, no, it absolutely is. I mean, every single Iowa game so far has been under 34 points. Every single one. Um, believe it or not though, the, there is still 82% of the money, uh, going on the under, Uh they don't, they don't think that. Teams can combine to score. Uh, there's also been two sharp moves that have pushed this line even further down from around that 35 spot where it opened. <laughs> yeah. Which was just ridiculously low to begin with. But looking at this game, uh, knowing full blown that the spread is 33 and a half, or sorry, the, the total points yeah, is 33 yeah. and a half, the spread is seven and a half, Jack. Hmm. That there might be some arbitrage here, Adam. I'm trying to, you know, maybe, maybe. I mean, the spread on this game is. I don't how. <laughs> you know, it's like almost like twenty what twenty two percent of the total points expected to be scored. Are you are you thinking about going against your alumni here, your alma mater? I am, as far as the spread goes. Um, 
I, tr- I, in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, that's Adam's car. too much, too much, more than anything else. It, I don't understand how Iowa is favored by seven and a half. I'm going to say that. Why? Rutgers on defense. All right. Okay. When it comes to rush defense, which is, as we all know, the backbone of the Iowa offense, Rutgers is leading the country as of right now in rush yards per game. They have allowed less than 100 yards total combined through all three games. And what does that mean? What does that mean for Iowa's offense? That means that a Mr. Spencer Petrus, who is currently 124th in the country in total passing yards, has to beat this team on the road and then at least cover the seven and a half. I'm not buying that. I'm taking Rutgers seven and a half. That's too many points. I can't lay that with Iowa. Give me all of it. Mm, Wow. Yeah, this is a, I'm staying away from this game. Something I would say though, is it's kind of gotten funny and hilarious to the point where uh, 34 over under, and let's say you root for the Hawks, right? Traditionally when you're rooting for your team, and you just want to put a little bit of money on the game, just get a little something out there, enjoy yourself. You're going to take the over and just ride with it. Uh, Sadly, when I think about Iowa and what the proper fan bet would be, uh, just take the under and hope for the best because it's a lot more fun to watch this defense than it is this offense. You're going to get excited each time the defense is out on the field, and you're not going to be nearly as mad when the offense continues to look anemic. So fan bet, hammer the under. Uh, something else I wrote down around this game, I also had it circled. Uh, last time a spread, I think, or over-under was this low, around 34, was Iowa. Actually, had a game in 2022. I was looking at Iowa's spreads against Wisconsin. Game finished exactly at a 34. So I just thought that was kind of a fun little fun fact for you there. Um, Damn. So we'll see. Could be a pun-off. Uh, yeah, nothing really else to say. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. All right, Adam, next game you're looking at here is Rice and Houston. What are you seeing? Rice and Houston. Um, Rice, I, I've bet on both of these teams actually multiple times through the first three weeks of the season. Um, I think one of the the things that I'm going to say is that Houston's defense has just been incredibly disappointing. Um, as well, Rice's offense hasn't been that terrible. I mean, they're mm-hmm. 22nd right now in points overall. 26th red zone efficiency, 24th and third down conversions. Um, they do turn the ball over a lot, though. Yeah. What does that What does that say for us, Turner? For for the betting folks at home, we're throwing mm-hmm. the fucking we're throwing on the over. This okay. is uh, our Bob the Builder hammer it of the week, uh, which will, for the record, only ever refer to overs. You never hammer the under. You hammer the over, and at fifty one and a half points. Mm-hmm. I think I think this thing could get covered by the third quarter. Um, wow. Similar shootout. to the Kansas game. Good old-fashioned uh, Texas shootout. Whether it's a shootout, whether Houston puts up 40 points by halftime, um, because their offense isn't that terrible either, they also just turn the ball over a lot. So I'm expecting 
it's going to be either a score or a turnover, which leads to a score. A majority, if not all of the possessions in this game for both teams. I'm excited to watch it, just a complete clusterfuck of an offensive performance. Give me, give me 51 and a half over. Let it ride. Over 51 and a half. All right. But all right. Next game we're looking at going from, I believe, one SWAT game to another. Uh, formal rivals used to be in the same conference, actually. We're looking at Arkansas versus Texas A&M back in the same conference again after and has moved to the SEC. What are you seeing on this game, Adam? So in terms of looking at like the, the money, majority of the bets and the money are on Arkansas. You got 68% yeah. bet percentage. The Joes at home are loving them some hogs. The professional bettors, however, are moving the AM line. The AM okay. line is going, uh, it, it's it's coming back, we'll say. It's currently at two. AM's favored by two. Um, two and one team making the quarterback switch up, uh, hoping mm-hmm. for the best there. Um, I, I, I will say this, though. Um, interesting game. Interesting game against yeah. Miami. And I think it goes to show. The 12th man is not dead yet, even though Appalachian State killed it. Uh, they just John snowed that shit mm-hmm. right back to life. Um, the Lord of the Lord God. of Light. Oh, Thrones is so back, by the way. Yeah, oh, so back. Outside. I'm all the way um, back, Dan. We can save that for another time. All right, keep going, Adam. But uh, all of that being said, uh, this is a, a soft play for me, but it's still a play mm-hmm. I'm going to be making. Um I'm going to be throwing on Arkansas in this Ooh. one, especially if I see that line get to three. Uh, two and a half, two, uh, you might as well throw the money line at that point. Um, definitely take the spread, though, if you're ever getting points. Yeah. But uh, if, if I can see this thing get to three, I'm going to hit that a lot harder than I would have. Um, mm-hmm. The 12th man will be in effect, but I do think that Arkansas is – just all around the better team offensively. Uh, they're definitely better. I think if you look at AM's offense, um, there's a lot of red yeah. next to these categories. The only things that they're truly good at on offense is when they're in the red zone. But mm-hmm. um, when you're only ranked, shit, I guess 110th in rushing yards, 98th in passing, uh, it's probably not – very easy to get to the red zone. And right. then on top of that, um, you're looking at an Arkansas defense that is played very well against the run, um, ranked top 35 in the country in total yards per play for both mm-hmm. rushing and passing. Um, I, I'm, I'm taking the Hogs. Yeah, roll Hogs. You know, and Adam, once again, to reiterate, if Adam sees that hit plus three, he's going to hit that like the cha-cha slide at a middle school dance. Don't you love college football? You know, you got the 12 man, absolute psychopaths. The videos keep coming out. Um, yell leaders Friday night. Couldn't even imagine spending my Friday night to get into the stands to do chanting. But hell, practice makes perfect and they get loud on Saturdays. And then you got Woo Pig Suey on the other half, too. These guys just never put on sunscreen, and I love them for that. So you don't get fan bases like this often out of college football, uh, but that's why we love it. You get a lot of characters. All right, Adam. Keep moving along. Keep chugging. Next game you have here is Kansas State versus Oklahoma. I have this game circled as well. Uh, What are you thinking? And I can dive into kind of my analysis here too. 
So I was wrong big time. I think I already apologized for this uh, from last week with Oklahoma. Um, That's okay. The, the flying Hawaiian at Brack, uh, I, I mean, I was wrong. I'm not going to. I'm not going to do it two times in a row, though. Um, I'm going to go against the sharp betters and some of the experts that have moved this line uh, by five. Actually, there's been five total sharp moves on this one uh, for Kansas State. But it's a Venables team. The defense is going to hold. The offense, I mean, if they get 28 points, I think they cover the 12 and a half. I'm going to be riding with the Sooners here in week four. Uh, I'm going to be taking right. them minus minus 12 and a half in Norman against uh, a conference rival. Yeah, that bad boy keeps going down. I'm actually – I ride with the Cats, Ema, baby, but uh, not going to add to my card, but I was giving the eyes to Oklahoma uh, with the 12 and a half points there. It's at home. Uh, what I am taking in this game actually is going to be the under. Uh, I think the under is at 52. Um, this year, Oklahoma's given up a total of 22 points in all three of their games. Kansas State, really strong running offense. Deuce Vaughn, Adrian Martinez, uh, they run the ball, I think, 63% of the time. However, they haven't really been super successful scoring points. And they scored 10 points last week against Tulane, got inside the 40-yard line three times. And this Venables defense, I think, is going to shut them down. However, on the flip side, Kansas State plays at one of the slowest paces in college football, and I think they're going to continue to push that action and really slow this game down against Oklahoma. Uh, the advanced analytics have them as a top-10 secondary. I think Oklahoma wins this game maybe around the 35-10 to 10 range, which will be well under the 52 they're giving here. So going to go with the under for Kansas State-Oklahoma. All right, let's keep chugging. Michigan State versus Minnesota. This is a fun one, a little Big Ten action, Adam. Uh, you like the Spartans or you like the Gophers? So everything, everything within me is telling me to go for the Spartans here. Um, okay. I And that's why I you're going know. Gophers? That's going to – it's not the reason why I'm going to Gophers it necessarily. It's a gut play. Um, it's a gut play, but I don't like my gut in this one. Oh, um, no. Reason being, there's – about even bet percentage. It's 50. It is even actually it's 50%, 50% slight edge on the public money though, mm-hmm. going to Minnesota and then get this. Uh, there's been 11 sharp moves that have Oof. really just, Adam, I, I mean, that doesn't follow the moves a lot. It's, it's a lot. What does 11 mean? What is, is that? What does that mean? So they're getting enough moves from professional betters, meaning mm-hmm. they've had a lot of professional betters um, betting on them, which is bumping that line up. Um, yeah. I know from from where this originally started, um, it actually would have had if I if I go back to when this line would have first opened, um, it actually had uh, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. as the underdog uh, as being plus three. So this is completely flipped over. Um, I, I have to ride with uh, whatever the professional bettors are thinking here. Okay. And trust that Minnesota will at least win by a field goal to push. But I would, uh, I would bank on them going ahead and covering that three as well. I think that's a, 
going to be more. If it was five and a half, I would definitely be riding Michigan State. But for three, I'm going to put my money with uh, Ski U Ma. Ski U Ma. Trust the professional betters. Trusting your gut. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Speaking of guts, Adam, uh, as a longtime youth Nebraska fan, just got to keep kicking them while they're down. How do you think Larry Cable guy's guts doing these days? Think he's having a little bit of stomach aches watching that football team they put out there every Saturday? Well, he would. Um, I don't know if this is a, about to be an ad read, but um, I mean, no, have no, you, no ad read. Just uh, just another dig at Nebraska. I was gonna say, is this is this a Prilosec yeah. ad read? Nope, nothing else. Prilosec. Uh, don't know much about it. All right, Tennessee and Florida. This is kind of the premier matchup in the SEC this weekend. Uh, out in Rocky Top is where they're taking on this game on. And what are you seeing here? I believe it's ten and a half uh, in Tennessee's favors. Last time I looked, what are you what are you looking at? Yeah, so just a little bit of history uh, for this mm-hmm. game in particular. Mm-hmm. If you go back and you look at the head-to-heads uh, for just about every single one of these games, I think Florida has won just about every single matchup they've had for the past 15 years. Gator Nation. Um, Gator Nation for sure. Uh, but the one time, the one time uh, that Tennessee actually would have gone in and got the win uh, is when Florida was ranked. Okay. Lower than they were, I'm pretty sure. I'm going to need to fact check that. I believe um, But Tennessee's at home. They're in Rocky Top. Knoxville's going to be rocking. They're going to be rolling. Um, I personally think – Florida is not that good of a team. I think they had okay. They they That's played. They they had a great game against Utah. Mm-hmm. I think Utah beat themselves. I think Utah is a better team. Florida just happened to win that day. Um, I'm sticking with everything that I know, um, especially when it comes down to offense versus defense. If I'm going to bet on a team, they better have enough defense to back it up. Um, Tennessee's defense. The one stat that really jumps out for me, Mr. Turner, they're ranked ninth right now in stopping opponents on third downs. Oof. Ranked Get ninth. Florida, on, with, with passing alone, Florida is ranked 120th. So that means they're going to have to be running the shit out of the ball to put themselves in good situations uh, to be able to make it a manageable third down keeping in mind they're ranked 75th and converting already. Uh, yep. But then let's go ahead and, and just add on some more gasoline to this fire, Jack, if you don't mind. Don't mind at all. Tennessee's top 20 in the country with rushing defense. So they're not going to have a very easy time getting manageable third downs. And they're not going to have a very easy time converting them. If you're not – I mean, I guess unless you're the University of Iowa – if, if you're punting the ball a lot, you typically mm-hmm. don't win most of the time, um, especially if you're scoring less points than your opponent. You're going to lose that game, I would say, majority of the time. So, 10.5. I like it. 10.5 seems like a lot. It I does. get that. Um, but it's time to put your big boy pants on. Get to the table. Supper time's ready. In yeah. Rocky Top, give me that ten and a half. I'm gonna ride that. Ten and a half almost seems kind of like a rat line a little bit. Kind of like I don't know how it got so high, but there must be a reason. Vegas knows something. Uh, so 
I like the statistics you put out there. I would say that when it comes to football, some of the best and simplest advice I've heard in the last couple of years is the best way to stay on the field on third down is to get a first down on second down. If you avoid third downs, you're never going to get off the field. That's what the great offensive teams do. And, yeah, pretty much. We'll move on. Speaking of Utah, they're my next game and my next play. Uh, so I believe I don't know if you've been looking at this game at all. Thought I had the spread pulled up. I'm taking Utah. I believe it's 13 and a half. But let me. I got. Check. I got 15 and a half on my end. Okay. So I'm taking Utah. 15 and a half. This is the same strategy I used last week when I took against Nebraska. Herm Edwards got fired before he could even get off the field last week. I'm not sure if you saw that clip, Adam. Uh, not a lot of respect for the old ball coach, but uh, it was his time to go amid some. I think they have internal allegations going on. They haven't performed very well on the field. Uh, assistant coaches turmoil. And essentially, once again, in this NIL era, I think we'll see more and more when a coach leaves. These players know a new coach is coming in. Look at USC, Lincoln Riley. They're going to probably bring along a decent amount of players with them. They're probably already thinking about what my next stop is going to be maybe even transfer in season and get ready for the next year with the way people can move in and out. And I think there's less of a rallying cry to continue to dig deep and, you know, went out and squeeze out and went out some games. And Utah team, you mentioned earlier, I think they didn't play very well against Florida. I think overall this is a pretty good team. I think they're going to go out and mop the floor with them. So that's one of my picks there, and then I have one other one. This is a fun one. A two former FCS teams recently bumped up. Appalachian State uh, versus JMU. Have you been looking at this game at all, Adam? A little bit. Not enough to, to speak on it, but I can say, um, I mean, App State, what they did to Texas A&M was nothing short of fucking biblical. Mostly mm -hmm. because not only did they win in College Station at Kyle Field, but it led to the leaking of the midnight yell. I don't know if mm -hmm. you've seen some of these clips of yes, yes. This, I mean, Texas A&M is a as someone in the state of Texas now. This this school is a cult. Um, the midnight yell is one of the most absurd things that I've personally ever seen mostly because it's half the stadium filled up with students and alumni and five dudes that don't know how to jumpstart their TikTok careers in overalls um, at the, the strike, the strike of midnight, you know, the toll of the bells. Are they all silver? Just, I would like assume so. There? I would assume so. But is it like a pretty Christian school, like Baptist school? Uh, I it's more non-denominational to my understanding. Got it. But uh, the the third grade insults are what get me the most. <laughs> They're like, these guys don't even know how to read the name on their jerseys, let alone a map to get here. So I hope they get here all right. And you're like how much fucking money are you paying the school to come up with shit like that? Like that. Yeah. They, they need to hire like some writers. They need, they need to, to hire, hire to help them out. They need to hire anyone that could potentially 
make their offense go. On top of that biblical performance against AM, uh, App State had even more miracles answered last week with that Hail Mary. There's something about when game day comes to town, there's just a little bit more magic in the air. That's for sure. Uh, also, wild to tell Mary I've seen in a while because he, he caught the ball at like the eight-yard line. You never see that. Usually they're in the end zone. So that was a little bit of a wild factor too. This game's a total of 58.5. Um, App State is favored by seven. Uh, I am taking the over on this game. JMU so far this year is uh, equivalent to the best offense in college football. They have a Clemson transfer playing QB for them, Chase Bryce. He's having a pretty good season. Uh, I think he has... Oh, that's for, yeah, that's for App State, though. So, he has nine tutties, one interception. But Todd Centillo, who is a transfer from Colorado State, this guy's this guy's a stud. He's using his legs. He's getting uh, getting the passes out there, too. Overall, I think it should just be a fun game. We're going to take the over. That's just going to be a fun one to sprinkle on. Two F- former FCS schools now in the big time, getting game days, leading the nation in offense. Uh, both good success stories. So I think that, generally, Adam – Wraps up the bulk of our card. I know that you have one best bet for our listeners. So, perk up, best bet, listen closely. This is what Adam's really hunkering down and riding with this weekend. So, the game that I have circled on on my card is going to be in the ACC. And that is a matchup between two 3-0 teams of Clemson visiting Wake Forest. Um the land of Joe Gorshi, as some might say. There you go. Uh, but a couple of things that I have circled in this one in particular. Number one, a lot of hype. A lot of hype in this one around the Clemson defense. Oh, it's a Venables product. It's this, it's that. But he's not there anymore, Jack. He's not the one doing the strategies. Uh, he's not running through the game, perhaps. The talent is there. He's not running down that hill with Dabo either anymore. No. As we all know, Brees Hall called it out. Five-star culture beats five-star talent. (laughs) Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And um, the the fact that Brees Hall can recognize this, get drafted first round, and uh, wind up in the New York Jets organization – if there's a God, which I firmly believe there is, he's he's got a sense of humor and uh, a firm grasp of what irony is. But um, looking at this matchup, uh, yep. a lot of money. Public is heavy on Clemson to cover this seven-point spread on the road. Yeah, I love them. But uh, a couple things I'm looking at. Number one. In college football this year, yeah, lay it on. If us. you, if you were to bet against the public, oh, no. when the sharp bet, the line move, <laughs> is in the favor of the dog, yeah, being the the non Joe bet, I'm such you're gonna dog. have you're gonna have a fifty eight percent win percentage and around 12% ROI. Better than the market, that's for sure. Better, Better than, than the market. Treasury inflation protected bonds topping was trying to sell us recently. So let me go ahead and, and put that into perspective. That's happened uh, at least 
since this model has been been tracking it, I don't know how recent this is or how far back it goes, but out of 321 times that this occurred, if you were a better throwing a hundred bucks on all of those games, you would be sitting around just under four grand in your pocket. Yeah. For that's, that reason, I mean, that's and for the money. reason as well, Turner, for real. that is two months, maybe three months rent money. We don't know how far you can stretch that. Pairing that with the fact that it is not a small number of sharp moves happening, there has been 23 mm-hmm. sharp moves in 23. favor. 23. Jordan you told me 11 earlier. 23 sharp moves in favor of Wake Forest. I'm going to take Sam Hartman and uh, I'm – I'm I'm gonna ride with Wake Forest here. I'm yeah. gonna fade Clemson, uh-huh. and I think they cover that seven. And I tell you what, part of me wants to throw a, a little bit on that those, money line, just a little betters. bit. Those sharp betters, but, they're tapping that like they're nav. One hundred. Yeah. I'm I'm taking Wake Forest. Wake Forest, take the points, sprinkle on the money line, just like always, just like your uncle Caps taught you. Mm-hmm. Um, sit back and reap the spoils. Love it. All right, Adam. At the end of the show, we'll run back through our card once again for everybody to hear, everybody to listen. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back to you all with a fun little segment. A segment, you know, that's uh, tied up very much into pop culture today and a little treat for our listeners. Um, if you have children in the car, now is maybe a good time to turn it off. Um, that's right, yeah. We'll be back. All right, and we are back. So if you are you know, more in tune with college football and less in tune with what's going on in social media or the rumor mill that surrounds Hollywood, you might have missed out on this story, but I think it's one worth mentioning on this show. Adam Levine, that's right. Adam Levine was recently outed as a cheat and a liar and somebody that was sending some texts to an influencer um, – And she went ahead and posted these online for everybody to see. Gotta love it. And Adam, I don't know if you've seen these texts, but they're like a 17-year-old on T that just doesn't know how to talk to women. What do you think? I also don't know how to talk to women. Um, Yeah, it was relatable. It was relatable. But I I know better than to do that. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and just read these these tweets that he was sending. And then we're going to play a fun little game involving – college head football coaches after were they, so, were they tweets or were they instagram dms, DMs thank you great correction right. come on all right holy fuck holy fucking fuck that body of yours is absurd all right next one it's truly unreal how fucking hot you are like it blows my mind fuck i'd do anything for it Emoji with like the swirls, you're getting hypnotized. I like that one. That one was funny. Yeah. And then <laughs> this is the last one and my favorite one. I may need to see the booty. Fuck. With like 30Ks. All right. So that's enough of the reading. Adam Levine, you're a, you're a sick, sick man. But let's talk a little bit about this game. So we're going to play a game where we're going to replace Adam Levine with a college football head coach. And then we're going to replace the the model um, that he was talking to. So 
for example, uh, the way this game can go is Brian Ferentz and running on second and ten. Adam, uh, your turn. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this one a little more literally um, and just say Urban Meyer with uh, any 34 year old blonde woman at a bar in Jacksonville, Florida. Love that. In that vein, I'm gonna go former college coach Cliff Kingsbury and a co-ed, or. You could replace mm. that uh, with, oh, my God, blanking on his name, LSU's old head coach, Gold Tigers. Coach O. Yeah, Coach O. He could fit in that category, too. All right, Adam, you're up, yeah, All right. You you're up again. Uh, so, so he's not a coach, but I think he's more important. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say Gus Johnson. Yeah. And absurdly high audio levels through his microphone. <laughs> That Penn State game last year for Iowa, he loses his mind. All right, we're going to go with Lincoln Riley in California weather. Mm. Fuck. Let me read that one again. It's truly unreal how fucking hot you are. Like, it blows my mind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, Adam, you're up again. All right. uh, next one. Uh, I'm going to come at it. This is a uh, – there's a – is it too soon? I doubt it. I think we saw this one coming, but I'm going to go Scott Frost mm-hmm. and trusting the process. TTP. Learned that one well in high school. Tech, Scott Frost and Texas Forever. Um, I would say Scott Frost and Killing a Man on a primetime show on NBC. Um, Scott Frost and yep. – uh, finding ways to to get better field position while simultaneously causing your team to lose. Scott Frost and still wearing a letter jacket. Scott Frost and cutting the sleeves off of all of his sweatshirts. Scott Frost and getting an extra year because he looks like he's from Nebraska. Not because he actually went there, he just looks like he's from there. Scott Frost and trying to relive the glory days through someone else's son. Scott Frost and hating Santa. Let me see the booty. Yeah. All right. That's probably good on the Scott Frost content. I think we each maybe got one more. I got Um, one left. And, you know, hopefully those at home are – are playing this game as well. If you guys have any that are just tickling you, feel free to send them in on uh, on our socials. But I'm going to go with Herm Edwards and playing to win the game. R.I.P. Herm. I'm going to do, uh, for my last one, I'm going to go Brian Kelly mm-hmm. and Nomadic Tribes. Ah, I thought, you know, just Brian, I would say for me, we could probably do the same thing with Brian Kelly that we did with Scott Frost. But when I think of Brian Kelly, I think of, like, going to Denny's. <laughs> and right. ordering the wrong thing somehow still, too. <laughs> Brian Kelly and sending it back. <laughs> All right, well, that was a fun game. Uh, you know, hopefully you stuck around for that one. Uh, don't know where, where that's going or if we're going to be bringing that one back. God help us if we do. Adam. Let's hope this trend dies out sooner and later. I can't keep fucking reading all the, all of these. I think hopefully this this is what ends it. Yeah, Adam, do you want to go ahead and read off our cards for the listeners? 
and then we're going to get yeah. out of here. Yeah, so just running it back. Uh, starting off, first pick, my pick, I should say, Rutgers plus seven and a half at home mm-hmm. against Iowa. Uh, we're taking Rice and Houston over 51 and a half by we, I mean me. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next pick was Arkansas plus two against Woo-pig. Texas A&M. Woo-pig. And tapping it like your nav if it gets to three. Amen. Keep an eye on the spread. If that thing moves, we ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, we Kansas it. State and Oklahoma. My pick was the Sooners minus 12 and a half. Turners under 52. Yep. Uh, next game was Michigan State and Minnesota. I got Minnesota minus three. Uh, the next pick being Tennessee and Florida. I'm taking Tennessee at home, Rocky Top, minus 10 and a half. And then Turner polished it off with App State and JMU. Over 58 and a half on that one. He's taking the over at 58 and a half. And then Utah minus 15 and a half at Arizona State. Bet best bet spread every time a coach gets fired. Best bet, Adam. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Well, we'll, we'll follow that trend, but right now it's one and oh, 100% ROI. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know it too well. Uh, my best bet is Wake Forest plus seven at home hosting Clemson. Tread carefully on that one. It could, uh, could get dicey, but mm-hmm. I like it. I and love it, and I want some more of it. Last thing we'll say is no triple dippers this week. We only want to give them to you when we mean it. If you're looking at one, I would say JMU or Wash State would be some to keep your eyes out on if you're you know looking for a nice dining experience with uh with some appetizers. But once again, this is Adam Capsh and Jack Turner uh, with rent money underneath the pop off pod umbrella. Thank you to all of our listeners, those reaching out, giving us positive support. Go ahead and follow us on Instagram, TikTok. Yeah, once again, hope we have another good week here, Adam. Hope hope we keep the momentum going. I'll be tapping in, once again, to a weekend podcast this upcoming weekend. We're going to be doing a weekend draft, so be on the lookout for that. And Adam's going to be back on uh, pretty soon, either to talk some more NFL, or you just know next week we'll be back at the same time. So until then, stay smooth. Tell your bookies we say hi. We'll see you all next week.